not too long ago, I was reading in a book and it's called Vintage Jesus. Um, and surprise, surprise, the book's about Jesus. You know, it's about uh, Jesus's life, kind of um, seeing where he came from, how he grew up, the characteristics he had uh, as he was uh, doing ministry, just kind of uh, a deep dive into who Jesus is. And the author said something on uh, the first part of the book uh, that really stood out to me and says, the best way to love and trust Christ is to get to know him. The best way to love and trust Christ is to get to know him. Um, and that's so true. And I got, it kind of made me start thinking about marriage, that marriage is the exact same way. What is the best way uh, to learn to love and trust someone in marriage? It's to get to know them. Uh, when you get married, now I know some cultures, uh, you know, you just meet somebody and you get married. But most, most of us aren't going to experience that. When you meet somebody and get married, uh, you're going to develop a relationship with them. You're going to get to know them. You're going to build trust and love. You're going to get to know them on a deeper level. Uh, you're going to get to know who they are, what they believe. Uh, do they laugh at my jokes? Like that's, that's a, that was a huge deal breaker for me. Thankfully, Natalie laughs at my jokes even to this day. So, all right. Uh, you know, do they snore at night? Who is their family? Uh, you know, you develop and build a relationship with them as you get to know them. Uh, and, you know, even in the Bible, it talks about our faith as Christians. Uh, it, it illustrates that as a marriage between us, the bride of Christ and Jesus, the groom. Uh, our faith is illustrated as a marriage us and Jesus um, coming together in one uh, relationship. Um, and so it got me thinking, um, obviously I'm married. Um, and uh, I most of the time when people ask me uh, how Natalie and I actually met, uh, we just kind of tell them we met in college, uh, which is mostly true. Uh, but I'm going to share a little secret with y'all tonight. So, uh, do me a favor and don't like blast this on your Instagram stories. Cause not everybody knows this little fact, but, uh, we actually originally met on Facebook before we met in person at college. Um, I know like online dating, like what? No, that's not what this was. I promise. Uh, back then, you know, uh, I've grown up with social media. It's just been a big part uh, of our life, um, growing up. Uh, but back then Facebook you had to have a college email address to even log on to Facebook. Um, you had to be a college student. Facebook was meant for college students to get to know other college students, uh, kind of build friendships and relationships with the people that they were going to end up going to school with. Um, so back then when we logged on the summer before I went to college, uh, my college uh, admissions advisor sent me a link and said, hey, you need to join this. It's a great way uh, to meet people before you ever actually come to school. And it was a link to Facebook. Um, so I got on. I was like, well, you know, I'm going to a college four hours away from home. I've got some buddies from uh, high school that are going with me, but I want to know who I'm going to school with. And so I got got on uh, and clicked on my school and I started to look at who was going. And, uh, and wouldn't you know, the first person that I found on Facebook was Natalie, my wife. Uh, I, you know, I still, she's going to hate me because she's walking in the, uh, watching in the other room, but I still remember her uh, profile pictures. She had some like big old white sunglasses on and she was like in a cat, uh, not Cadillac. <laughs> uh, she was in a kayak, like paddling away up a river or whatever. And I was like, She's kind of cute. I'm going to add her as a friend, you know? And so added her as a friend, obviously goofy 18 year old guy. I didn't think it was going to go any farther than that. Like I just, you know, cute girl I found on Facebook, add her as a friend. And, uh, I think it was like a day later. She'll probably correct me later on and say it was like, like a week or two later, but, uh, she sent me a message and I was like, Whoa, this cute girl's actually talking to me now. Like, this is pretty cool. You know, like I'm about to go to college with her. And, uh, and so we got to talking 
our summer before college, we actually started talking on Facebook uh, before we ever met in person, you know, about uh, about different uh, bands that we like. Love at first sight. Yep, you got it, Miles. Uh, we started talking about bands that we like, uh, what we were excited about in college, um, uh, what kind of, uh, you know, personal interests that we had and all that kind of stuff. And so we started uh, building up conversations before we ever actually met in person. Uh, and then we got to college. Uh, we met in person, which was super awkward. Like I accidentally ran into her in front of, at a CC's pizza and like, I wasn't expecting to see her. And I literally ran physically into her cause I was trying to cut in front of the line. And I was like, uh, Hey, you're and you're Natalie, right? Okay, and I just like I did this awkward, like I'm gonna see if I can get it in both cameras. I just was like, "Hi, I'm gonna shake your hand," and then go sit with my friends who are literally on the floor rolling, laughing right now uh, at me being such a lame dork over here in line. Um, anyway, that's way too much inside. That actually wasn't in my notes, and so I'm gonna like try to rewind this here for a second. Um, no. <laughs> um, Anyway, so we started conversating on Facebook. Then we met each other in, uh, in person and we started hanging out. We started going to the movies. We'd go bowling. Uh, we started taking walks across campus. Uh, we started praying together. We started going to Bible studies together. Uh, she told her mom about me. I was like, that's, that's, the, that's the win. Guys, when you go to college seniors, if a girl tells her mom about you, that's, that's a, that's a win right there. But no, Hey, for real, like I met her family. I got to know her closest friends, uh, as, as we, the more we hung out and the more our relationship grew and developed, I learned more about her and thus our trust and our love grew for one another. Uh, and I'd like to say it worked out pretty well. I mean, we've been married for almost 11 years and we've got a two year old, uh, beautiful little girl. Um, but, that didn't happen. Our relationship, our marriage did not happen without work. We got to know each other. We spent time with each other. Uh, Colin taking notes on dating. Way to go, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we spent time with each other. We developed that trust with one another. Uh, and now today we're happily married uh, with a beautiful little girl. Uh, and so what and what and what on earth am I talking about? Uh, like not just reliving old dating stories from college. Uh, what I want us to know, and if you're taking notes, uh, take them on your phone or write them down on a sticky note or something beside you. Uh, but if you're taking notes, this is one thing I want you to write down tonight. Uh, something I really want y'all to pay attention to. So, uh, for us to know and love Jesus the way that we are supposed to, we have to learn who He is and spend time with him. And I'll say that again, because that's a lot of words. For us to know and love Jesus the way that we are supposed to, we have to learn who he is and spend time with him. Uh, and that's what we're gonna do uh, over these next few weeks, however long uh, this video uh, worship stuff lasts. Uh, even when we jump in in person, I, you know, this is actually what we were going to do. Uh, still meeting in person starting off in uh, April after the weekend. Uh, we were going to dive into this uh, series about Jesus, learning more about who he is, and hopefully building up our relations, uh, our relationships to be deep, uh, loving and trusting relationships with Jesus. So that's what we're going to do. So tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to be in John chapter one. I mentioned it earlier. So if you have your Bibles, uh, whether it's an actual physical Bible or uh, digital on your phone, don't like sign off of Instagram or whatever. But um, 
pull up a Bible real quick. We're going to be in John chapter one. Um, John is in the New Testament. It is uh, the last gospel. So it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. If you hit Revelation, you've gone way, way too far. So back it up a little bit. Uh, if you start backing up and you end up in like Genesis or Proverbs or something like that, you went way too far the other way. Uh, so bounce back uh, to the gospels right there at the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and we're going to be in the very first chapter of John, John chapter one, uh, in the first few verses of uh, John one, verses one through five. Uh, and so I'm going to read that for us tonight. Uh, John chapter one, verses one through five. Um, and I'm in the NIV. If any of y'all want to switch your uh, Bible versions over to match or uh, uh, if you just want to read along with what you've got. Uh, John chapter one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Um, I'm going to read that again, uh, just in case y'all were still finding your spot. John chapter one, verse one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Um, so the first thing that we need to look at and see tonight uh, is that the Bible, the story of the gospel, everything is about Jesus. The entire Bible is a love story, a love letter about Jesus uh, to us. Um, and so it's a, you know, the gospel is his story. The Bible is his story. Uh, everything in our Bible points to who Jesus is and how much he loves us. Uh, now, in this first passage uh, of John chapter one, it talks about in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Uh, for our purposes tonight, and you need to know, Jesus was the word. The word is Jesus. So when it says the word was with God in the beginning and the word was God, that means that Jesus was there from day one. As soon as God said, let there be light, as soon as he created Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, Jesus was right there with him, standing right by his side because Jesus was God. Jesus is God. Um, so he was always been there. Everything was made for him and through him and by him in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. Jesus is the life that created creation. When God created creation, Jesus was there at the very beginning. So what does that mean? Anytime in the Bible you see, um, you see people talking about the wonderful works of God. When you see people talking about God, they're also talking about Jesus. Uh, when they're declaring the wonderful works of God's mighty hand, uh, God, you are our refuge and our strength. Jesus is our refuge and strength. Uh, all of those things are referring and pointing uh, to the works of Jesus as well, uh, because Jesus is present throughout the entire Bible. Uh, now something uh, to think about uh, that's super important, like why does any of this actually matter? Uh, why does it matter that Jesus was there uh, at the beginning? Why, why is it important for us to remember that? Uh, I think it's really important for us to remember because at the very beginning in Genesis, uh, when it talks about Adam and Eve, uh, and it talks about God's good and perfect creation, uh, what happened to God's good and perfect creation? Uh, sin and death crept into the world 
and broke that creation. Uh, think about it like um, think about it like your cell phone. Your uh, any iPhone users, give me a shout. Uh, Android users, I'm a oh, there, there we go. Uh, I'm a I'm an iPhone user. Uh, but think about it like this: you just went to Best Buy or the Apple Store, and you got a brand new iPhone or brand new Galaxy phone or what other Android phones are out there. Uh, you got it. It's perfect it's pristine it is fresh out of the box it's got that new technology smell which is kind of weird uh soon as you pull it out of the box you drop it and you know what happens most times when you drop your phone it manages to you know hit the concrete hit the pavement at that exact right spot and it shatters the entire screen uh it's still attached but all you can see are cracks and sharp edges and things like that that's kind of what happened with creation God created this perfect thing this perfect world and perfect people to live in it so that he could love on Adam and Eve and sin and death came in and kind of knocked it off the table and it fell and it hit and it cracked and it fractured the beauty and the perfectness uh, of what creation is and so now when you look at it it still works it still functions but all you can see are the cracks and the fractures in that screen. All you can see is the broken and the, the fracture of the world because of sin and death. Um, so why is it important uh, for us to even get to know Jesus? Why is it important uh, for us to care who Jesus is? Uh, because Jesus is the one that fixes the iPhone screen. Now that doesn't mean he's the guy at the mall that like tries to pull you over and it's like, hey, hey, do you need a new phone screen? I can fix it in five minutes. You know, like that's not what I'm talking about. But he is the person, the only hope that we have that can come in and fix what was broken, the brokenness of our world, sin and death. He is the one, he is the only source of hope that can come in and fix it. What he what did he do? He came to this earth. Um, you know, the story doesn't start a uh, stop at the end, uh, at the beginning when uh, when creation and, and humanity was broken. It continues on because the Bible is about Jesus. It continues on. He came to the earth, took on human flesh, came to this earth and he died for each one of us on a, on a cross so that he could bridge the gap. He could fix the divide between us. He could fix the broken pieces and put them back together uh, as a whole piece and reconnect us, reconcile us with God. And the best thing in this whole story is that it doesn't end there. He died on the cross, but he beats death. He beats sin and he raises, uh, he rises again from the grave he beats death uh and now is in heaven with god again giving us that bridge to get uh bridging the gap between us and god he was our saving grace um he's our only hope you know uh we we did uh what is a uh, yoda versus proverbs earlier so i know i've got some star wars fans in here think about it uh like the very first movie in star wars you know the little uh robot rolls up um and uh you know r2d2 he rolls up and uh and the guy's like i've never owned a droid before who's this and then the robot like starts playing a video and he's like help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope that's kind of what it is with like us and jesus like help me jesus you're my only hope yeah. does that make illustration make sense i thought it was funny but uh, i'm probably getting some blank stares at the screen with that um but help me jesus like jesus is our only hope um so how do we respond to this what does that look like for us well first and foremost uh you have to put your hope and your trust 
in Jesus. Uh, now, I know we've been talking about uh, trust and relationships. Um, thanks, Miles. Appreciate you saying that makes sense. Uh, so we have to put our hope and trust in Jesus. Now, trust and our relationship with Christ has developed. Uh, like I've been talking about, relationships don't just happen. You have to work at them. You have to put in the time and the effort to get to know the other party in the relationship to really build that li- that hope and that trust and that love inside of them. Um, but for our relationship with Jesus, and just like with any relationship, there's that jumping off point, that point where you have to step over the line and say, I trust you. I put my hope and I put my faith in love, uh, in you, Christ. So you have to put your faith and your trust and your hope in Christ. You have to take that first step uh, because that's the first step into developing a life and a trust and a relationship with Christ. You have to take that first step. Um, you have to discover who he is uh, by building up that relationship. And again, that is the first step. You have to put your faith and your trust in Christ. Uh, and I know I'm talking to a wide age range uh, here, and including parents as well. Um, I, I just want to take a break real quick and uh, say, if you, if you or your student, uh, if man, if you have never placed your trust and your faith in Jesus Christ, I want you to know how important that really is. And just because we're doing, uh, you know, video chats right now, we're not in person. That stuff still can and should and will happen. It's the awesomeness of technology as we can still connect. I want you to know that I am here for you. My family is here for you. Excuse me. Our student ministry team, our student ministry leaders, uh, our pastors at our church is here for you. If you have never made that decision to trust and follow Christ, uh, man, reach out to one of us. Reach out to me. Reach out to one of our leaders, one of our pastors. You know, it's in our church mission statement. That's why we exist to help people find their identity in Jesus, find their place in His mission, which we'll talk about here in just a second, uh, and figure out how to impact the world for Christ. And so that first step, finding your identity in Jesus, man. I am here for you to help you with that. That is the single greatest decision that you can ever, ever make in your entire life is to put your faith and your hope and your trust in Jesus Christ. Because again, he is your only, only source of hope. And let me tell you right now, you will never, ever regret that decision to put your faith in Jesus you will never regret it. Now, that is not to say that everything's going to be, you know, perfectly fine with your life, that everything's going to be great and golden and you're never going to have struggles. That's not what I'm saying. You're going to have struggles. There's going to be days that are hard. Case in point, our current society right now, everything is a struggle. Everything is seems like it's just getting harder and harder by the day. You're going to experience that. But that original decision, that daily choice to put your faith and your trust in Jesus will be a decision that you never regret, that you never go back and wonder, why, why did I do that? That will never be something you regret and it will always be uh, the best decision that you could ever make. So again, my I'm here for you. My family's here for you. Our church and staff are here for you. Our leaders are fantastic. Most of them are online right now with us. And I just, man, I thank y'all. Uh, I want to just brag on them. Like y'all are awesome leaders, parents, I was a leader before I jumped into this role. These are fantastic people. Some of our closest, dearest friends. Um, trust them, students. Trust them. 
with those conversations and know that we're here for you to do that. So that's the first step. You have to put your faith and your trust in Jesus. Um, and so second, what does that look like? We have to take on the mission of Jesus. We have to love on his people and point them in the direction of reconciliation with God. Um, think about the disciples. You know, when, uh, when Jesus met with the disciples, as he's uh, out traveling and calls the 12 disciples, he walks up and uh and so he doesn't go hey matthew uh you know john uh peter over here simon um hey i'm jesus uh, i'm i'm the savior i'm i'm the guy like the messiah uh, i just wanted you to know okay cool we'll trust you we'll see you later and like all right we'll see y'all no that's that's not what happens he walks up to the disciples and most of them are out there fishing or doing their business and uh he walks up and says hey I am the Messiah. Follow me. Drop everything that you're doing and follow me. And what do they do? They drop their fishing nets. They drop what they're doing. They say bye to their families uh, and they pick up and they follow Jesus every single day. And that has to be what it looks like for us. They put themselves into the mission of Jesus to go around and heal people and tell people of uh, God's good, uh, gracious salvation and love. And that's what we have to do as well. We put our faith and trust in Jesus, but it's not just a one-time fix. It is a daily decision to now jump into the mission of Jesus and to go out and love on God's people. Now, what does that look like? Man, that's loving on your friends. That's loving on your family. Uh, that's respecting your parents. That is uh, telling your friends about Jesus, inviting them to church. Uh, that's sending text messages of encouragement to them. That's uh, you know, that is diving into your Bible and growing deeper in your relationship with Christ. What does that look like now that we're not able to be around people? Man, that is text messages to your friends, uh, telling them about Jesus. That is social media, uh, you know, telling people about Jesus, loving on your community, loving on your friends, loving on your family, uh, the way that Jesus would want you to love on them. Uh, because when you reflect Christ in your life, then people will be able to see Christ easier. So you have to put your faith and your trust in Jesus, but then you have to take up his mission. Just like the disciples, you have to drop uh, whatever you're doing. You have to drop your fishing nets, what you planned for your life, and you have to jump in uh, to the mission um, and, and purpose that Jesus has for you. Uh, you have to live your life in a manner that others see Jesus present in you. Um, that is my hope and my prayer for all of us. Like I said, um, you know, earlier that um, for us to know Jesus the way that we were supposed to, we have to spend time with him. We have to put our hope and our trust in him. We have to jump in uh, to his mission and be a part of what he's doing in the world. Uh, we can't just be bystanders. We can't just be onlookers waiting, uh, waiting for Jesus to pass by. Uh, we have to be active participants in what he is doing. Uh, and so as we look at this new uh, series about Christ and we dive deeper into different stories about him and his ministry uh, and how much, um, how good he is, man, that is my hope for you is that you would grow in your relationship with Christ, that you would grow uh, in your understanding of God's amazing, powerful goodness. Uh, that you would see God for who he is. And that is a, 
a good, good father that loves you so deeply. That is an amazing God who created you because he wants to be with you because he created you because he wants to love on you. He wants to build you up and he wants to spend eternity with you. Um, So as we look at this series, as we study the life of Christ, my hope and prayer for all of us, not just our students, but our parents and our families and our, and our leaders and myself uh, that, you know, just at the very beginning, uh, I said the best way to love and uh, trust Christ is to get to know him, uh, that we would get to know Christ on a profoundly deeper level. And even if we're meeting over screen time for a little while or whether we're meeting in person soon, and that's my hope and prayer, obviously, but um, I'm, I'm hoping that this can be a special, unique time that you look back and you say, man, that is when I started taking my faith seriously. That is the moment that, you know, our, our series that we're talking on Sunday mornings, the day I met Jesus, that is the day that I met Jesus. That is the moment that I started taking my faith seriously and putting my hope and my trust and everything that I am, putting it into Jesus and letting him be in control of my life. Um, that is my hope and prayer for y'all students. If you've never put your faith and trust in Christ, that is step number one. You have to do that. You have to do that. Again, that is the best decision you could ever possibly make. It is a decision you will never regret, and it will profoundly impact and change your life forever. And two, you have to jump into his mission. You have to tell other people. Because remember, at some point, whether it's this video for the first time tonight or whether it's your parents or somebody down the road, at some point, somebody told you about Jesus. Somebody told you about the love of Christ for you and for your family. So be that for somebody else. Jump into Christ's mission. Be that person that tells someone else about the love of Christ. Those are two things that we have to do if we're going to dive into our relationship with Christ and get to know him. Man, again, he is a good and wonderful and powerful God. Um, And I'm continually blown away uh, by his goodness. There's a reason, students, that every Sunday morning I ask, what's something good that happened in your life this week. It's because our God is good and we need to remind ourselves constantly of that. And so that is my hope and prayer for our time uh, as we as we go uh, about our day, that we would dive deeper, that we would build that relationship, that we would get to know Christ and trust him uh, on a profoundly deeper level. 